and welcome to Move the Line presented by PropSwap. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the app today. Enter our promo code 4 for 4 When you make your first deposit, find folks over at PropSwap. We'll match it up to $500. I am Ryan Noonan, joined for an off-season, first of many, by my friend Connor Allen. Connor, what's going on, bud? Not much. I am back in the great state of Illinois. Um, I mean, it is, it's a good like 10 to 15 degrees colder here than Indiana, which is strange. I guess like central Indiana. Um, but yeah, it's good to be back, you know, good to be back home. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to start the off season off strong. Well, I missed you for the Super Bowl. What, tell me what you did. Did you, you know, we haven't talked about this. I don't know what you did how you watched the game. I know you, you know, you're on a, a basically a work excursion for a number of months and, you know, away from your friends, away from your fiance, uh, somewhat alone. So did you take in the game with any people, local watering hole? What did you do? Yeah, I went to a bar and, and got like a nice like booth and there's a bunch of TVs. It's like they got a bunch of good food, some good like drink specials, stuff like that. So I just kind of snacked and hung out all game. Um, I What I usually do for Super Bowl bets because I have so much stuff out across so many different books at different odds that I usually this I do this for the NFL draft. I make like a spreadsheet on my phone and just like check them off as I'm like going through and like calculate my constant, like where I'm at. Um, but I mean, by far and away, I, I use one of my risk-free bets on cam makers under 63 rushing yards, nice. which is I maxed that out. And then, so I had, you know, like 30% of my action on that because I put it in other things too before that. So, uh, as soon as that hit, it, it didn't really matter. You know, I, I, we could tell pretty quickly. I think he had like, at one point it was like, what, 13 yards on 11 carries. I tweeted it out. He's, I mean, he's just absolute dust. So it was, it was, it was a good day though. It was, it, was, it was not bad. I mean, all things considered, I would much rather have been at your place. Well, we missed you. We were cheering for some of the stuff that uh, I know that we had collectively. I know that there was, we were cheering for Samaje P Ryan receptions. Cause I know that that was uh, a points bet place. We were hoping that we'd get some, some of that late garbage late did not happen, but it sounds like it's still max bet on the acre stuff that I'm sure more than made up for the day. So yeah, we I had too many people here in the basement, but it was a great time. Uh, and uh, we missed you. Hopefully we'll have you next year and we can do it uh, 100%. all again. Maybe next year, maybe we're in Arizona next year. Next year is Arizona. Maybe we can twist the arms of the higher ups here to get us out there for a little bit and move the line on location. It's also like really close to uh, Scottsdale for the Phoenix, you know, waste management, Phoenix open. So maybe a little bit of work Monday through Friday. We take in waste management on Saturday. We fly home Saturday night, Sunday morning, get back in town uh, and, and take the Super Bowl in that way. Hopefully we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, uh, that'd be a blast. hundred percent. Be a good week. Um, on the golf side, we are excited. Do want to let you know about a promo that we are running. That's uh I'm, I'm trying not to talk about it every day, Connor, and I don't know how to like, I don't know how to get around not talking about it every day because it is going to last for a number of weeks. It's going to run through the Masters, which is uh, April 7th to 10th uh, because we are launching BetsBertsGolf.com, which is a uh, pet project is not the proper way to describe it. But I know um, me and a lot of people have been working on this a lot uh, since about October, November, and really excited about it. We we're going to expand on the golf offering that we have at four for four, getting into uh, premium content on the betting side, on the DFS side, uh, lots of tools. We're going to have, you know, customized projections. We're going to have optimizers on the DFS side. We're going to have, you know, pre-tournaments 
uh, live betting odds, all these things. So the, the tools are going to be a slow rollout because building really good golf tools takes a lot longer than six months. But the premium content is going to be that right away. And we have an incredible offer where if you get a betting subscription at 4 for 4, anytime between now and the Masters, the way that that last hole on 18 Sunday afternoon on April 10th, a uh, betting subscription to 4 for 4 is also going to get you a free subscription at betsbertsgolf.com for our first year through the tour championship. So basically the majority or all of the golf season uh, this season. So definitely check that out. We'll have some information there in our show notes. We'll have more info as it comes. Again, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, I will try not to uh, you know bury your timeline with that promotion, but we're really excited about it. We're bumping also, we're bumping the sub at four for four. Uh, the betting subscription is way too cheap and we continue to offer expanded sports, expanded tools, Connor's working his tail off right now, uh, grinding college basketball props for you. We just launched a new college hoops tool uh, that mirrors the prop tools that we have for the NFL and NBA. Uh, lots of great college hoops content coming soon. Shows with Connor and Mike Randall and company, uh, conference tournament previews. Obviously, we're going to get really deep in the tournament itself in a couple of weeks. So, again, that price is going up as well. So not only are you locking in kind of an early bird price for the betting sub that's going to take a jump after the Masters as well, you're also getting a free site. So like I cannot express how great of a deal it is. You're really saving like $300 or something like that. If you're any fan of golf content at all, um, take advantage, get the sub at 4 for 4, the betting subscription. That gets you everything at the site. You're going to get the free one as well. So uh, keep an eye out for all the Connor stuff. You're what, like five and one, six and one so far on uh, seven and one, including seven. last night because I tailed Randall officially as well. And he took uh, uh, the guy from Northwestern, Nance, over 12 points and he racked up like 20. Like he like I nearly hit in the first awesome. half. Um, and I've been taking mostly unders, took another one today uh, that I tweeted out. So hopefully keep riding this. I mean, this market, I think it's just really soft. So, yeah. Everyone likes to bet sides and totals and want to, you know, do your brackets and do these things. We're going to continue to do where we think is best and where the market is softest, where we can exploit that. And that is continuously in the uh, player prop market. So with that said, we're going to talk about some futures. The fine folks over at DraftKings uh, have released Super Bowl futures. They've also released divisional odds as well. And we kind of want to get a leg up on it. We don't have any massive takes, Connor, and I know, you know, it's kind of a new market for us, but I just kind of want to get some conversation rolling. We are going to do a ton of, of shows here in the next couple of months. Uh, we're basically chomping at the bit until we get draft props that we can really dig into. Uh, but talk to me about futures. How do you approach it? Again, we're tying up money for a very long time. Um, we have a lot of news to come at this point. We're a few days out from free agency breaking. We're obviously a couple of months out from the draft. A lot of things can shift and change. Uh, but before we jump into the board itself, talk to me about how you really just kind of approach the, the market in general. Yeah, so I think a few things here. So if you're going to bet on, on a legal domestic sports book, um, your edge needs to be, I would say, far bigger than on a weekly basis just because of the amount of time that you're tying up money, as you mentioned. So, you know, in a normal prop that you're betting, say, in the regular season, uh, you know, I look for a, a you know a standard edge of our projection here. Is it generally ends up being like fifteen to twenty percent, something like that. Um, you know, like for an off season prop, I, I generally try and shoot for like you know thirty plus percent, thirty five percent almost in terms of just like value and kind of what I'm looking for uh, because there are a lot of outs. There are a lot of different ways that you can lose. 
um, and kind of factoring that in as well with the player pop market, like the future market that way. But just in general for for futures otherwise, like, you know, betting Super Bowl futures, like if quarterbacks can get injured, uh, you know, throughout the offseason, the teams can make trades, draft picks. So I think that you really have to have a good read on a team that's stable, not going to make too many big waves um, if you really want to bet a future here. But otherwise, I kind of like to hold off, honestly, uh, generally at this point. I don't like to bet too much unless it's like a – truly egregious number, which I do think there's actually one or two things that stood out to me um, in the divisional market that uh, were pretty different. But last note, last note, though, I do think if you have any access to um, non-domestic books, such as like, you know, local bookies or domestics, those operate on credit. So if you have a choice between operating on credit or tying up money, always choose credit. Uh, I mean, obviously, don't get yourself too deep in the hole. You know, be responsible. <laughs> be responsible. Call yeah. it under gambling if you have any issues. You know, whatever the whole ad read on that is. But uh, <laughs> you know, if you had the option to to put you know, hundred dollars on the Dolphins to win the Super Bowl on credit versus on on, uh, uh, on the sports book, I'm telling you now that it, it's better to put it on credit, even though the final bill at the end of the day didn't look great. You're usually able to make it up with other stuff. Uh, that's good advice. It is true. Yeah. Be responsible with the credit, but it is a good point. That is, especially in February, uh, something that should impact, to your point, like having a massive edge to be able to tie up the funds. You can find numerous markets. This is not a financial advice program, but you can find numerous markets that are uh, better for you to tie up a couple hundred dollars on a future uh, over basically what you would be able to yield over 11 months, uh, 11 and a half months uh, versus letting it sit out there in the future. But um Definitely the good place to understand where the market has been set to start to understand really where the market is going to go based off of some of the things that can happen between now and a time where we feel a little bit more secure and getting down on some of these futures. So let's talk about the Super Bowl odds to start here. Uh, no surprise. We see some familiar names at the top of the bills and chiefs. Again, depending on where you're looking, there are some massive discrepancies here. Like the, uh, Chiefs are anywhere between plus 650 on points bets uh, all the way up to plus 800 on like bet rivers, for instance, or win bets, a bar stool. So um, even here, there are some options to be able to shop and be smart. The bills up there too, uh, plus 700 on FanDuel, plus 750 on DraftKings points bet. They kind of sit at the top. And then uh, we get down to the Rams defending Super Bowl champions. 49ers are pretty pricey there as well at 14 to one. Packers there too. So there's a lot of stuff around the Packers and Broncos, Connor, that I think is worth talking about, especially as we get into the division stuff too. Those divisions are both off the board. You cannot bet into the NFC North right now. You cannot bet into the AFC West uh, because of the Aaron Rodgers news, because obviously there's a lot of speculation that Denver is probably the front runner for whatever reason, right? Based off of the draft rumors of last season. And then obviously, you know, the Packers can become an immense value or, their prospects change drastically because they also have the top free agent on the board, Devontae Adams, which feels kind of like a package deal in a sense. doesn't mean that necessarily Adams goes to where Rodgers goes, but there's definitely a chance for that. He's definitely not going back to Green Bay without him. So, again, the AFC, two teams at the top of the board, but the rest of the AFC is loaded. Um, I'm surprised we don't have a team that's a little shorter from the NFC side, but again, it feels wide open. The Rams make sense to be the next team, but uh, talk to me a little bit about the top of the board and if anything jumped out at you. Uh, I think good advice here, at least for me, is I never bet the chalk like early on. Uh, I mean, if you want to take a shot at chalk like right before the season, that's fine, but 
Uh, I mean, like kind of like we said before, there's just so much that can happen in an off season. Like yeah. if one of these guys gets injured, I mean, you know, like there's, you're just like wasting money. Uh, and I would rather much rather waste money in that same aspect on a 30 to 40 to one than, you know, a seven or eight to one. Uh, so, I mean, that's kind of been my sweet spot almost has been like looking at teams that are 20 to one or more to win. Cause I, I just think that the juice is a little bit more worth the squeeze at that, at that kind of like rate. And that's more of a personal preference than true like math. But I think that's, that's just generally how I've approached it. Um, in terms of like odds to stand out to me, I mean, nothing comes like right off the top. That's like in that, in that range. Um, I think the Eagles at like 40 to one are okay. You mentioned the Broncos. Uh, I mean, the pretty big discrepancy there looking at like anywhere from 28 to one uh, you're looking at some books like uh, let's see, like Unibet, uh, sugar house all the way down to 18 to one about MGM 15 to one actually at, the score and win bet. Yeah, crazy. Um, it's all about like the speculation, I think with Rogers. So, um, I mean, I think they make a play. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think that the Broncos make a play for a big name quarterback, but that's also been my theory for the last few years, you know, that they were kind of a quarterback away from being a relevant team. And I mean, <laughs> most teams are, I guess, but at the same time, like, I mean, Elway's already courted, you know, Peyton Manning. And I think that there's, Maybe not a similar core, but there's still some good enough pieces in place that like could he convince, you know, another quarterback to come and be like the next big thing there. I think that he can, but I'm, I'm again, I'm also a little bit biased. <laughs> I think he can too. And I get the situation again, the, the, the Rogers thing is interesting. And I, I don't know that Rogers is the type of guy based off of what we've maybe seen in the last year or so that doesn't think of himself highly enough, but to like leave the NFC and to leave like that division, it's so curious to me, like it, it would have to be personal because it's definitely just not the best football decision to leave a wide open division that you were instantly the favorite to come back to, to go to a place where you have to face, uh, you know, Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes twice a year. You know, the Raiders made the playoffs. Um, it, it's peculiar knowing again that, you know, Josh Allen is there, the NFC or the AFC North again, Joe Burrow and company, just went there at the preseason. We thought that that was a three team race, but everyone except the Bengals, right? So like <laughs> who knows what the Steelers do with the quarterback position. The Ravens had massive issues. I think when we start to get like some of the final numbers of like actual games missed from key contributors, like I think the Ravens ended up blowing everyone away last year, as far as like the guys that really mean something to their team missing games. That team was what eight and three, nine and three at one point, the number one mm-hmm. seed in the AFC. And then they end up missing the playoffs. So, uh, they're a little bit interesting to me as far as where they're at. They are 25 to 1 on win bets, uh, 20 most everywhere else. The Chargers are another team that's kind of in that bucket where you classified, you know, everyone was dying to bet the Chargers, even though they couldn't sneak into the playoffs last year, uh, still right around 25 to 1. But there's some massive numbers and differences there too, right? They're 25 on MGM, they're 15 at the score, for instance. Um, you know, so there's some some discrepancy out there as well. Is there anyone that you think that can make a big move in free agency? Because there's a lot of quarterbacks that are being rumored to move teams, right? There's a lot of Russell Wilson rumors. There's obviously Aaron Rodgers, like we talked about. Uh, seems like Jimmy Garoppolo, probably not a needle mover, but maybe on the right team is a massive upgrade instantly, right? Maybe you put him on Washington, they stay healthy, and they have a, a quarterback that could stay upright, and all of a sudden – maybe they're viable in a pretty open division. Is there anything that um, with the right move? I mean, obviously you mentioned the Eagles too. The draft capital that they have is quite interesting 
what are your thoughts on the quarterbacks? Do we see some moves with the likes of Russ? Um, and I guess what are your thoughts on Rodgers in general? Do you think he's coming back? Yeah, I think he probably is coming back. I mean, Rodgers seems like it's like kind of like a Brett Favre-esque diva in terms of retirement, unretirement. I mean, what did he just yesterday just made like a he made an announcement to make an announcement that he was not making an announcement. Like, I mean, that's literally like basically what he did on Pat McAfee's show and saying that he went through some weird, I don't know, whatever. What was it called? What was that, that thing called? It, uh, that it was an aggressive detox. Um, Pama Chunra, Pama something yeah. like that. <laughs> I don't know. It was something ridiculous, but um, I mean, he apparently felt great after. So, you know, you can go with that narrative, the the detox narrative. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Bulletproof Coffee. Have you, have you heard of this? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. Okay. Yeah. So Bulletproof Coffee is like people think you just put a slab of butter in your coffee and you're on your way, but it's not actually butter. What actually they suggest is that it's actually this ghee that he apparently digested uh, immense amounts of to uh, blow out on both ends, according to uh, Rogers, but uh, which makes sense. Ghee basically looks like slightly drawn butter, Mm -hmm. uh, but apparently is really good for brain function. Apparently good for blowing out your ass as well. If that's something that you decide you want to do for a weekend, but uh, Uh. Yeah, he's definitely an interesting, an interesting. Character. I do think. Okay, so I was looking at this. I think that the sneaky team for him to go if he does leave the Steelers. I mean, I feel like he kind of like, I don't know, has that same kind of degaff mentality as Roethlisberger, and would like <laughs> just like fit in there like pretty seamlessly. I don't know. It just seems like, you know, but he could actually get it done. Like he's not dusty like Roethlisberger. Like if he wants to throw the ball fifty times a game, like he'll just do it, but he'll win because the Steelers yeah. have a. I mean, they have a good, pretty good team. I mean, for the most part, when they're healthy, I, they. I mean, they. Obviously, suffered a lot of injuries last year. Their defense ended up suffering dramatically. But um, I don't know. I think that would be an interesting fit. I'm not sure he'd go there, but I don't know. It'd be fun. Yeah, it would be. I'm, I'm just trying to think of, like, where else is a market for him. I mean, obviously, the there's Bucks. some questions. The Bucks are, you know, interesting. The Panthers, I haven't heard a lot of talk about that. There's some speculation around Deshaun Watson going there. You know, our buddy mm-hmm. uh, Dalton Gates, or Dalton Cates, who does a lot of our um, – you know, specials just printed money for us this season. Uh, Dalton's been on the Watson to Carolina train a little bit. Um, I tailed that for uh, a couple nickels. That I got, I got forty-two games. cents. <laughs> yeah, I was able to get down uh, four forty-two. Oh, congrats! So I mean, that's a big deal. That yeah. is a big deal. Um, what about the? I I think it's really interesting that the Niners are plus eight hundred. Which uh, I mean, so Eric Eager uh, from PFF. Uh, pointed this out and I thought it was really interesting. So both the Niners and Bengals are currently shorter than they were at the start of the playoffs this season. And that's obviously interesting because you're already in the playoffs, right? You're, you've already made it to the playoffs. Uh, you know, the Bengals in particular, I think were 20 to one to win the title, even when the playoffs started now are going to have to basically run it back, get all the way there again. And they're basically their odds are cut in half. I know that they were a long shot. I know that we have a lot more information now, but they also now have to like do it again um, and do it from the spot of we are the defending AFC champs. It's very different. And then the Niners, like we didn't have any talk about Trey Lance all season, really for the most part, like they're early in the season. Uh, we, you know, it was Trey, Trey, you know, people don't like Jimmy, but as soon as like Trey got a taste and then Jimmy came back, like, what was it? Like no one was yeah. talking about bringing Trey in, um, you know, at all. Because Trey was trash. That's why he was really bad. He was it's awful. almost like someone playing North Dakota State 
two years ago uh maybe needs a little bit more time to to get there so like yeah i'm with you it seems weird that they're that short but again like the structure is there the rest of the roster is strong and the nfc is wide open in comparison to the afc yeah um i think i'm gonna probably say this now and i'm pretty confident that i'm gonna be fading the Bengals pretty hard next year um from a win total perspective from uh divisional perspective uh i i think that they're probably overrated i mean their run was really, really fluky. Joe Burrow, I mean, now suffering like what his third injury since entering the league. Um, I'm worried about him. I think that he might end up like Andrew Luck. Uh, I mean, he's a little bit different mentally than Andrew Luck and obviously charismatically. But, um, you know, from an injury perspective, I think that this is going to add up. I mean, like there's no way that he can keep going and continue to, you know, operate where he has been. So, I, I mean, I love Jamar Chase. I think the weapons are fun, but – the defense was fluky. They were outgained in yards per play, and I think every single game, uh, except for the Super Bowl, um, maybe actually probably the Super Bowl too. So yeah, I just think that this is, I think is a fluke, just to be honest. So I, th- I think that and Lamar Jackson was injured this season. The Steelers were hardly a contender with Big Ben there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think it, it could be a very well, very well that they win like eight games next year. I'm with you. So let's move on to then with that discussion. Uh, take it to the uh, AFC North. We'll watch the Super Bowl market as it develops. Um, definitely price shop. Highly recommends. You know, as Connor and I are looking through this, there just is a lot of variety, even way down the board, you know, when you're looking at stabbing at some long shots from book to book. So obviously take advantage of the options that you have and price shop wherever you can. You should be doing that really for any bets. A lot of times we do that for you because we are also doing that for us. So when we're giving a pick, we're doing that. But uh, it's just really important to not lock into a book or two when you can have just massive, massive discrepancy in, in, uh, in a long shot. So, um, yeah, I mean, the AFC North, right? So, like I said, we thought it was uh, a three-team race with the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Browns, who had a lot of buzz coming into the preseason, done a lot on the defensive side, uh, and free agency to add to it uh, in the draft as well. And then the, really the Bengals emerge there. Uh, as we look at that market right now, the Bengals have opened up on DraftKings as the favorite at plus 150. Uh, Ravens shortly behind them. This has moved a little bit. They are now down to two to one. Uh, the Browns a little bit behind that at three to one. And the Steelers are a long shot at seven to one. So, I mean, I think that the Ravens are a bounce back, but the Steelers is seven to one. Considering what that roster is, if they were to add one of these quarterbacks that we're talking about and they don't roll back with Mason Rudolph or something like that, then obviously that's, you know, DOA. But, like, hey, we took Jaguars at, uh, like, plus 850 last year. So, like, mm-hmm. I made dumber bets than uh, Steelers at 7-1, <laughs> uh, which, again, they could retool here quickly with an addition of the offensive line and a quarterback. Yeah, I think that's a that's a pretty good volatile bet. You know, like yeah. pretty high upside. I mean, obviously the floor is low, but I think that's probably how you want to attack it. You don't really want to attack it like from like a win total perspective until you have more clarity um, on the situation. So yeah, I like that. Another one that I think is interesting that, I, again, I'm going to start off, Connor, with two teams that we dog all the time. First one was the Steelers. I don't like the Steelers. Um, <laughs> shout out Timmy, right? <laughs> shout out Timmy. I, I just don't like the Steelers. How about this? What happens if Rodgers goes? The Bears are plus 650. Mm-hmm. Um there's speculation around what happens with cousins in Minnesota. Um, again, he seems like no sure thing to come back. He probably does. This is this time of year where there's a lot of speculation and, you know, most of it ends up being 
for not. But uh, again, if there is an ascension in the second year for Justin Fields, there are some things on that roster that are encouraging. They also dealt with a number of injuries. Uh, I feel like they're something that's interesting, probably more so than even, a, you know, an 18 to one Lions. Um, <laughs> but again, I feel like I'd rather take a shot at Chicago at nearly seven than uh, Minnesota at three. I'm just like, I get that there's like the, oh, and Nagy's not there now, but it's like, I mean, do we really care about Ryan Aberflus or Matt Aberflus and you know, Ryan Poles and like, you know, any of these guys they hired? It's like a bunch of like nobodies. Uh, no, it's really a big, it, that would be a bet on Justin Fields taking yeah. a step, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I just like, yeah, I guess at, at six, seven to one or whatever, like with Rodgers gone, I think it's definitely worth a stab. Vikings are the only other one in play. Um, so yeah, I think that that's probably worth a look I, you know, the bears though. I just, I don't have much confidence in who they hired. I mean, it's, it's very, very uninspiring. Same. No, I, I'm with you. Um, anything jump out at you? I mean, New Orleans is uh, yeah, so actually something for me in that division. Okay. Why are the bucks favorite? Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. I mean, like minus one Oh five, obviously it's a good roster, but like Brady's gone. Chris Godwin's a free agent. There are Brock's lots gone. of questions on the defensive side. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Tom Brady is a big deal. Like, I mean, there are not, I mean, unless they get Aaron Rodgers or um, Russell Wilson, I mean, I will be heavily betting the Saints. I think that I don't care if Taysom Hill is the quarterback or whatever. Like, it's, I mean, he has shown that when healthy, he's capable of helping them be an above average team. I mean, they obviously have to change some things around, you know, it's just, but like, I think that they're they're more than capable of that. So, I mean, if anything above like plus 250, right now they're plus 300 to win the division. I think they're a step above the Panthers who continue to be just, you know, a rotating door of quarterbacks of just disasters. And, um, I mean, they fired their offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, who we thought was like, you know, the next big thing. And turns out him and um, him and Matt Rule, who I think is kind of a donkey. It's something we actually talked about on this podcast is like, like, what has he really done? You know, like he turned around two shitty programs in college, but then all of a sudden was like touted as being like, you know, a, you know, the next God's gift coach. Like he's just like awesome. And I, I don't really think that I think he's kind of proved that he's not. He didn't and, even make them really good. He just made them less shitty. To be honest. Yeah. Right? And I mean, their quarterback sucks, but like they have some good pieces. And same with the Falcons. I mean, the Falcons are a disaster. So I, I'm not going to bet them. So I think the Saints for me, like, I think that that should be like, it'll close closer to like even money or those two being the same odds, like probably plus plus one fifty than like right now. That's my prediction. I think that the saints are actually a good speculative look at plus 300. Yeah, no, I do too. I think that's pretty, pretty interesting. I mean, we were on Carolina a little bit last year, despite that. And they do like a lot of the parts there. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens there at the quarterback position, because I think there are encouraging talents, but I mean, again, coach and quarterback are, uh, things that we're not very confident on. And those are, those are the two most important, uh, you know, I guess inflection points on making a decision here is yeah. who's taking the snaps of quarterback and who's in charge of the roster. They're going to run the ball 30 game. times a game. That, that was why Joe Brady got fired. Right. So you know, crazy. Um, I'll look down the board a little bit. I mean, look, we're going to do this again, I think this year, because I don't know where you think about the Titans. They did not inspire a lot of confidence. Again, thought probably they were the worst number one seed that we can remember. And they did not disappoint in the late an egg uh, at home. Yeah. And, um, and the Colts are just not a team that, I don't know, again, similar situation. Carson Wentz earned his way there. Seems for all intents and purposes that he's going to be 
the single caller on day one, I know that he wasn't, that people will tell you he wasn't terrible for parts of the season, and he wasn't. He very much was a game manager. They ran on the back of Jonathan Taylor, had some success on the defensive side. Um, they have some free agent questions there as well. But again, there are also some things on the Jacksonville side that are, running it back? are encouraging right now. It's 12 <laughs> to 1, Carl. <laughs> We, we gotta run it back. I mean, I'm. I mean, I was like looking at this, thinking the exact same thing. You get <laughs> well, Trevor Texans, Lawrence, right? Some yeah, Texans. Okay, yeah. I mean, but Davis Mills, the low key. I mean, was decent. Yeah, he actually played way, way better down the stretch. Once he stopped playing like freaking death, death row of defenses, though, I literally played like I think every single top ten secondary in the league for like out of his like first eight weeks, and then played some lighter, lighter defenses, and actually played really well. Um, yeah. And with no weapons. I mean, literally like Brandon Cooks and, you know, just a bunch of nobodies. So, their franchise yeah, quarterback? I don't I mean. Well, I mean, that's obviously another – that's a massive market mover is what happens with Deshaun Watson, right? I mean, seems – he's not coming back to Houston. Um, seems very unlikely at this point. But, like, does he come back at all? Where does he land? He changes – a franchise instantly assuming that he you got 16 games of him or 12 games of him or whatever ends up happening with with that it's obviously not our place to speculate but it's definitely interesting in this offseason for sure yeah and adding on to the panthers uh watson connection i had a guy last year tell me like oh like the panthers are gonna sign him this is before the thing or they're gonna trade for him like they're putting together the best offer so i obviously went really heavy on that and then, of course, the freaking, you know, news broke about everything that happened and that got derailed. But, I mean, they were like a heavy, heavy player. This is before they traded for Sam Darnold, too. So it was before that happened. It seemed like Sam Darnold was kind of like their backup plan if Watson didn't pan out, and unfortunately he did not. So I do think that that would be my guess, actually, right now, is where Watson goes as long as, you know, his eligibility remains. And I guess there's more clarity on it and he does play. Yeah. Have to see what happens with that one. I think there is, if we do get the markets back uh, for the NFC North and the AFC West, there is a little bit of a middle opportunity. If you do think that the Broncos are the team where you can um, get on the Broncos at probably four to one, maybe 3,500 or, you know, plus 350, I mean, to win the division. Um, And then same thing, you probably lay minus 200, two and change on the Packers. Again, they obviously have to go through the Chargers. They have to go through the Chiefs. But again, just trying to find anywhere where we can find some opportunities to to profit off of the unknown here is, is kind of what I'm trying to find ways to do. Again, this goes back to the Super Bowl conversation. You are still tying up funds for a, uh, a long period of time. I'm in just interested when those markets emerge because do they just keep them down until we get an announcement uh, so they don't get buried? Does someone else come up next to DraftKings and post those odds? It's definitely a market that I want to continue to watch, but uh, just kind of scanning through. Is there anything that jumps out at you? Anything in the uh, AFC East? You want to back the Dolphins at six to one? Hmm, no, I think that my my Dolphins run might be over. I mean, I would, dude. I do you know that Jalen Waddle is going like early second round in fantasy drafts, like ahead of like Tyreek Hill, like everyone. What? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I am Jalen Waddle's number one fan, and that is rich. That is too rich for me. I mean. Yeah, I, I'm like I, he should be like an early third round pick. Like he was like a like I was while looking at some draft boards. I was like, wow. Anyways, on that note, Dolphins. Uh, I mean, 
Wow. The division stuff. I, I just don't I don't really see it all coming together. If it didn't come together last year, I thought that, you know, I mean, maybe. I, I don't know. I guess, like, you know, I'm just not sure that Tua quite has all the juice that I thought he could. And, you know, he just – I'm not really quite sure. He, he has the upside that I thought. Yeah. Uh, Bill's massive, massive favorites there. Minus 225. Yeah, like don't lay minus 225 in the Bills win the division. Like no. That's, it, that's a really dumb bet, I think. Yeah, it's the biggest number on the board, uh, again, because the Packers are off the board. So, yeah, that's that's rich. They are the favorites for a reason. They should be. But, uh, yeah, that does not make any, yeah, any sense at all. Don't tie up a bet on minus 225 where, you know, the Patriots are, I think, are an ascending team in a lot of ways. And um, the Dolphins are not, like, they're not terrible. I mean, they're at least going to be contending and give the Bills a game here and there. So, yeah, I would I would not lay the minus 225. No. How about some of the free agent stuff that's out there? I mean, Patriots have a decision to make on J.C. Jackson, uh, one of the best uh, defensive free agents here. I imagine they probably franchise him um, and then figure out what to do with him moving forward to see if they can come to a mutual agreement. But there are some big names, big names at you know, multiple positions, lots of receivers, lots of pass catchers out there. Odell's a guy that is uh, unfortunately going to cost himself a little bit of money, obviously getting injured in the Super Bowl, but uh, interested to see if the Rams run it back with him. Uh, basically shocked to see what happened last year with Allen Robinson, see if that was maybe a, a indicative of the situation and not the player falling off, but uh, it was pretty bad. And like Mike Williams mentioned earlier with, uh, you know, Devontae Adams, is there any perfect match out there? Calvin Ridley, again, not a free agent, but Calvin Ridley is a question that we had in our Discord today. Um a lot of speculation on him being traded. Patriots actually rumored quite often there, uh, which I like quite a bit. They obviously need a game-changing receiver. Are there any matches from free agency or trade standpoints that you think uh, might make sense or anything we need to, to look out for? I mean, now that I'm thinking about Calvin Ridley with the Patriots would actually be awesome. I mean, he's a great, great separator, great route runner. Um, I mean, that is exactly what Mac Jones needs, someone who's like pinpoint accurate, um, you know, not necessarily like a, you know, throw the ball up and pray kind of guy. Um, you know, he's very much just like, uh, you know, throws guys open, but it's able to see it and throw it as well. So he's I, like I think good that Jacoby would, Myers, basically. Yeah, I mean, literally. And I mean, that would be a perfect match in my opinion. Um, outside of that, I, I actually kind of think a lot of these guys go back to their teams. Um, like I think Mike Williams probably goes back. I think that, I mean, my guess right now with Green Bay is that they run it back with Adams and Rodgers. Uh, I think Allen Robinson, a lot of the film guys that I trust, we're basically saying that he's just like, isn't separating anymore. He's kind of like falling off in a lot of areas. Maybe he was injured, but uh, he's not going to be a guy that I'm really going to be betting to bounce back uh, for a few re- for that kind of that reason. It's like, he didn't look good. It's not like he was like constantly open. Um, and I think that's like the big difference is like, if he was constantly open and Justin Fields was just, you know, throwing, throwing the yips and like throwing the ball over his head, that'd be one thing. But the reality is he wasn't even like open. So um, I think that's, that's kind of something I'm fading there. Other than that, um, I don't know. I, it's I think early. that it, yeah, it's, it's going to depend on – the free agency is going to be wild, I think, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah, there are numerous pass catchers to even talk about. Again, another injured guy, Chris Godwin. You know, what's his status? He got injured late in the season. You know, is he going to be ready to play and contribute next year? I mean, Odell literally could miss the entire season. He blew out a knee ligament in the Super Bowl, you know? So, Sucks. like, Yeah. I mean, you, you knew know. right away, right? Like you, yeah. you saw that, and I was yeah. like, oh, that's yeah. it. He's done." Yeah, 
Yeah. Maggie's like, what? what do you mean? I'm like, as you can just see, it's like a non-contact. Like, <laughs> she's like, but it didn't look that bad. I'm like, no, it's just the way, like, it's just the way that, you know, he, he like held it and like his knee buckled. I'm like, it's over. Like he's done. Yeah. Be interesting to see what happens there. Um, all right, my friends, this is the first of many off season move line podcast. We will continue to try to stay up to date as the markets emerge, as news develops, um, you know, probably, do some stuff around, you know, free agency. If there's some stuff that's coming out and changing these markets, Connor and I are, are dying to get our hands on some more markets in the draft process, try to get ahead of some numbers before the information starts to hit uh, combine coming up next week. That's a big day, obviously, or big week, um, you know, starts to move some of the information, you know, everyone kind of plug together um, in one spot for a couple of days, just lots of rumors start to brew from those conversations and, Hopefully we have some of that information for you here. Again, 444.com slash plans. Take advantage of our betting subscription. We'll take you from now until this time next year. Uh, you'll get a full year with us. All the sports, uh, all the college hoop stuff that Connor is cranking out now, all the golf stuff moving forward because you're also going to get a subscription to betsportsgolf.com, which we are thrilled about. So, again, for Connor, I'm Ryan. We'll see everyone soon. <laughs>